0: All right, you guys, I'm going to go ahead and go live on Facebook. So just give me a minute as we get started here today, this morning, or wherever you are in the world, um, here at the Empress Festival. So let's just go ahead. We Well, uh, just so you guys know, if you guys are attending the festival today and you can't stay for the entire two hours, just know that the replay is going to be available on the Holistic Fashionista Facebook page. I will also be sharing it in the Empress Festival Facebook group. So um, feel free to add yourself to the group if you want to engage and learn more about um, our speakers and panelists today. If you have questions, if you're on a spiritual journey and you just want to be surrounded by awesome ladies, this is definitely the place to be. All right, so I'm just gonna go and make sure that we're live on Facebook. Empress Festival. And this is Empress Festival number four, just so you guys know, if you're ever like looking for your festival, because we are doing them monthly now, and I think we might even start doing them bi-monthly. There's just so many amazing uh, spiritual teachers out there that I want to get on the festival, So, and we are just so packed with so many different guests that I want to make sure that I can get you guys introduced to as many amazing soulpreneurs as possible. And it looks like this is working. I did some troubleshooting over the weekend to make sure we weren't going to have any problems here. So I hope that we are good to go. Okay. So I'm just going to let that run its course. And all right. Speaker view. Let me make sure my video is spotlighted here. All right, you guys. First of all, I want to just thank our panelists here for a moment. So um, I want to welcome you guys to the Empress Festival. I have stalked these amazing ladies on Instagram. Um, some of them have been in the Holistic Fashionista Club for more than a year. And this is an opportunity for me to share with you guys my secret weapons. These are my secret weapons. These are the girls that I am looking at what they're doing. I'm, they have expertise that I don't know anything about. And I want to learn more. And I wanted you guys to have the opportunity to learn about them as well. So I want to let you guys know a little bit about what the Empress Festival is, what Holistic Fashion is all about, if this is your first time attending a festival or just any of our online events that we've hosted in the past almost seven years now. Um, so the Empress Festival is very near and dear to my heart. It was actually uh, when I turned 40, um, I got really into tarot. It was the first time that I decided that I was going to teach myself tarot. And the card, the Empress, was a card that just kind of reminded me of an energy that I needed to figure out how to get there myself, a personality trait, a one with the divine, um, sitting in nature. You know, I had been a workaholic, you know, most of my career path and the empress was really the antithesis of being a workaholic. So here we've got, you know, 14 panelists that are all following their higher callings and, you know, they're finding balance, they're finding time to meditate, they're, you know, using. Um, their Venusian energy, which is all about the empress so i 'm going to find the card here and show you guys because the empress is really she 's out there in nature she 's manifesting like crazy she 's not working and hustling and you know pulling her hair out she 's really one with the divine so she 's able to manifest her desires in the five d in with instant you know instant instantaneous manifestations and so what we have today and what we have for the last you know four Empress festivals is these soulpreneurs who are creating have created careers of things you probably have never heard of before these are things that are sacred to their life experiences they're, this is probably their job that nobody else has and if somebody else is doing something similar they're doing it in a different way so it's really showing you the possibilities the endless possibilities of where you can take your life and to do it in a very beautiful, magnetic, and embodying the empress. So you can see here, she is like holding her own torch. You know, she is, she is illuminating parts of her mind. Like, she, like think of the mind as a, a bedroom, And in that bedroom is all of your life experiences, your friends, your family, your traumas, your painful memories, all those things. But it is the light, this little globe. When you illuminate parts of that room, that's when you bring awareness to that specific thing. So if you're always bringing awareness to trauma, then you're going to keep experiencing trauma over and over and over again. So these panelists, they have... Come to this understanding that you know where they place their awareness is what will grow, and that's how they've been able to grow their business, that's how they've been able to serve their clients, that's how they've been able to manifest where they are today. And so, I want to take this opportunity to let the panelists introduce themselves in just a moment. So, for those of you guys who do not know what Holistic Fashionista is, we are a magazine. print magazine and all of the panelists that you have here today they submit articles so if you want to learn more about their area of expertise we can purchase one of our coffee table magazines Um, we also put together coffee table books so we have one on star seeds we have one on ritual living so these are also books that our um our soul family contributes to so there's many resources so if you're interested in learning more about our panelists check out the books, check out their website. Um, We are really a platform that supports the empresses of the world. So I wanna welcome everybody. My name is Angel Quintana. I'm the founder of Holistic Fashionista. I'm the host of the Empress Festival and I am a master teacher at the Soul Self Mystery School. This is a beautiful opportunity for you guys. I'm so excited you're here today. Thank you, panelists, for being here. I'm gonna start by having you guys introduce yourself one-on-one. Um, so you'll go ahead and unmute yourself. We're going to go in order. We're going to start with Adele. Adele, please take a moment to introduce yourself.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Adele Marie Evangelic and I'm a visionary messenger. That means whatever I look at, whoever I look at, whatever I see, um, I see all those things from spirit. So I'll see uh, pictures and words and colors all around everyone. I'm a metaphysical teacher. So um, it's our job to sit there and open the door more for those who are interested into learning more. So I'm in Maryland and hello and welcome everybody. Hi. What
0: is your what is your website?
1: Um, angelicwiseones.com.
0: Perfect. And what problem do you solve?
1: Uh, what problems do I solve? I connect people up with everybody in spirit. So um, I just help everybody actually, you know, do their ascension. So I help break down everything about you in life, and then I help rebuild you to go back up in your ascension.
0: I love it. Thank you so much for being here, Adele. Thanks for having me. Yes. Yes. Okay, Brooke, please unmute yourself and introduce yourself.
2: Hi guys, my name, can you hear me by the way? I just unmuted
0: myself. Yep, it's faint, so speak as loud as you can.
2: Okay, I'll try to turn it up as loud as I can. My name is Brooke Kitchell. I am the owner of Lotus Ila Luna. We are an online and pop-up shop clothing boutique that donates part of our proceeds to the Surfrider Foundation because our whole motto is um, giving back through the clothing industry. And um, my problem that I'm trying to solve is the way that the clothing industry is having an mm-hmm. impact, an impact on people's lives. And I'd really like to. Um, figure out new ways for us to use our platform to have a force of good instead of just materialism.
0: Okay, so is, it has to do with what, like, not having disposable clothes, or what's, the, what's um, the movement?
2: Just the movement is more awareness of environmentalism and what is actually going on. A majority of my customers are from um, coastal areas. So the Surfrider Foundation is all about water conservation, beach cleanup, just being aware of what's going on in the environment. So we try to bring awareness to what's going on to our beaches and our oceans.
0: I love it. I watched that movie about the coral reef. Did you watch that?
2: I did, yeah. Uh, our, our local Surfrider chapter does screenings of all the movies like that that come out. So it's pretty cool to work with uh, them.
0: That was a real eye-opener right? for anybody who's interested in what's going on with the coral, but it's dying, this beautiful coral just from all of the environmental toxins. So anyway, thank you so much for being here, Brooke. I can't wait to dive deeper into what it is, all the amazing things that you're up to in the world. Thank you. All right, Grace, you are up next. Hello, everybody. Can you guys hear me? Sure can. Okay, great.
3: My name is Grace Carlo, and I am a spiritual ed coach. And really, I consider myself a metaphysical brain surgeon. Oh. And, <laughs> and I think we all are actually. Um, but you know, what I do is I help women um, take their pain and turn it into a superpower. And what I do is I help them to unlock those areas in their brain that they cannot see um, or touch. They can only feel. So I help them by giving them the tools necessary. And then from there, we kind of navigate in their mind together and um, help kind of start that healing process and that journey of self-love. So I'm big on self-love, and I believe it's the key um, to a very fulfilling life.
0: Awesome. What, do you have a website or Instagram you want to share with us? Oh, yes. My website is loves Thyself. Dot com. awesome thanks grace for being mm-hmm. here
2: mm-hmm.
0: all right do we have my amazing inspiring alien here do i see her do i see her yay hi alvia hello please have take I a moment
2: I to introduce
4: yourself <laughs> yes hi okay so my name is alvia Crescent, and i am the founder of inspiring alien creations and i mostly do art tarot readings um and i also love to make tarot decks and like oracle decks all that stuff. That's my main jam. And I'm just like overall creative person. So I make all kinds of things. Like I do YouTube videos. I write, like I wrote in three of the books in the mm-hmm. Holistic fashion series. And um, my website is inspiringalien.wixsite.com slash inspiringalien. And you can find my tarot deck on Etsy,
0: um what got you into tarot
4: what got me into tarot it was um actually my aunt introduced me to it uh like i think five six years ago maybe so that's how i got into tarot and then that later on led me on a spiritual journey
0: yeah i gotta say this little box here really <laughs> opened some doors for me a couple years ago so i definitely relate so i'm looking forward to learning more about Your expertise in doing readings and how that's helping to transform your clients' lives. So, thanks for being here.
4: No problem. Thank you.
0: (laughs) All right. So we have got. um, I hope I'm saying your name right. Is it Damla? Uh, Damla, yes. (laughs) Damla. Okay, great. And and how do you say your last name?
5: Damla Aktiken. It's a Turkish name. That's love it. Yeah. Hi everyone. My name is Damla Aktekin um, and my website is blog and blog is named A Drop of Om. What I do is I'm an intuitive healer and I help people um, go beyond their energetic, what I call energetic wounds and find ways to shine brighter than they thought possible. And I work with self healers and healers together. We sort of unwind the the knots that um, distant or recent traumas have left, um, the remnants of those traumas have left in our bodies and in our fields so that all of that stuck energy can move into you and go where it's most needed. So that's what I do. And you can find more about me and what I do at my website, dropofom.com A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com. And happy to oh, be here.
0: Yes. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here. I can't wait to learn more. All right, so we have got, let's see, um, Heather, Heather Rebecca Wilson.
6: (laughs) Hi. Hi. Um, Thank you for having me, Angel, and hi, everybody. I'm very excited to be here, and I'm already taking furious notes, just like, you know, finding out about what everybody's doing. So I'm Heather Rebecca Wilson, and I am a transformational coach and sacred space holder for women. So what I do is I help, you know, my clients and this is really inspired by my own holistic healing journey to dismantle internalized oppression and heal my own ancestral line. I help my clients begin to heal and integrate the intergenerational impact of slavery, colonization mm-hmm racism to remember our magic and come back to our power and come back to our joy so the way I do that is that I work with clients privately but I also facilitate women of color healing circles in LA once a month and then I also do that virtually and then I also teach basic jade egg workshops so um, my website is heatherrebeccawilson.com and then you can also follow me on Instagram and my handle is heatherrebeccawilson Sweet. Well, you know I'm gonna be asking some questions about them jade eggs. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm ready.
0: Awesome. Well thank you for being here, Heather.
6: <laughs> thank you.
0: Okay, so let's go to Kara. Go ahead and spotlight you.
7: Um it's actually Kara, but everyone Kara, thank you talking. for correcting me, Kara. Okay. <laughs> Um, So my name is Kara Michelle and I am a release expert and energy healer and really what I do is help women to release the baggage and up level their inner game so they can increase their impact and really live their best lives and I use a combination of spiritual and mindset tools and a lot of holistic healing and basically, so many different methods that a lot of you women have talked about as well. Like, it's just, I'm excited to be here with all of you, because I'm going to learn so much. But um, that's what I do. And you can learn more at being karmic.com is my website, or my Instagram is karmickara.
0: Perfect. And where are you located?
7: Um, I'm from Winnipeg, Canada, but I like to travel a lot. So I kind okay. of Go with the, go wherever the wind blows me.
0: (laughs) It's so funny because I feel like Holistic Fashionista attracts so much Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. Like those, I don't know what it is about those countries. I think you guys are just like either spiritually evolved or I don't know, like more health conscious or whatever, but it's very interesting that I, there's so many of you beautiful Canadians. So thanks for being here. I'm so excited to have you here, Kara. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So let's get some party on with my girl, Kelsey. Where are you? Kelsey Kelsey. Hi, I'm here. Hi, honey. How are you? Good to have you here. I'm
8: great. How are you?
0: Fantastic.
8: Yay. All right. So I am Kelsey Ward. I'm my own Kelsey Crystal. Um Crystal is actually my middle name. Um and I am a clairvoyant medium. Um, I do readings for people. Um, and really the problem that I try to solve is trying to teach people how to live without any fear and really learn to love themselves um without any limitations. Because I think a lot of times we place A lot of limitations on ourselves and don't realize that we do so. Um, And recently, I started taking more of a trauma informed approach as well, um, because I realized every single person that I was reading was dealing with some form of trauma and I wanted to dive a little bit deeper than just the reading If that makes sense.
0: So when you say reading, are you, is it tarot reading, oracle, combination? What, what does that mean exactly? Um, I
8: actually don't use any um, cards okay. in my readings. I actually just tap into the energy. So it's kind of like if you've ever seen the show Hollywood Medium with Tyler Henry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I like he does. yeah. I actually draw and I do automatic writing. Um, oh, cool. So yeah, I just tap into the energy. Um, I love it. I love what I do. um, and my website is www.kelseycrystal2, the number two.com and my Instagram is Kelsey Crystal underscore.
0: Perfect. Well, I'm going to be getting into the automatic writing. I'm very curious now. Thank you so much for being here, Kelsey. You're
8: welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. Okay, so who else we got? Lindsay, it's time for you to have the spotlight.
9: Can you hear me? Yep. Hi, everybody. I am really excited to be here as well. Um, I've find it fascinating that so many of us work with uh, past traumas and how to get through it, get past it and stop carrying it around. Cause I do that as well. Um, just helping women to like regain their confidence after they've gone through mm-hmm. trauma and chaos and how to look at it in a more positive manner so that you can you know learn from it and grow from it instead of just holding it onto it and suffering. So I I work with women and do that. And um, I also just recently started to do more of a mindset in a family environment um, to work with kids and not really with kids, but more with like families and instead of just working on ourselves, like how can we use that work and those tools in our family life as well and kind of um, have more of a mindful approach when it comes to parenting and family life. Love it. And what is your website or Instagram? It's Lindsay Ardwan. It's L-I-N-Z-I and my last name, R-N.com. And then Instagram is Lindsay L-I-N-Z-I and my last name. That's it. Perfect. Awesome. And you guys, just so you
0: guys know, many of them are in the Empress Festival Facebook group. So if you do want to reach out to them or friend request them or like their pages or whatever, um, that's going to be a great resource for everybody to continue to have this conversation with each of these panelists. So, thanks so much for being here, Lindsay. Where are you located, by the way?
9: Oh, I am in Round Rock, Texas, which is just outside of Austin, Texas. Perfect. All right. Thanks again. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, let's see who. Okay. I've got Michelle with one L. <laughs> we had two Michelles here. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. So, I'm actually Michelle Bonilla
10: on Facebook, but I work under the professional name Michelle Emerald. So, um, if you find me on Instagram, that's Michelle.Emerald. And my website is Emerald Empowerment. I am a transformational life and business coach for women. I work with a lot of budding entrepreneurs, helping them get the mindset and strategies to get unstuck and really launch their businesses, but I also help a lot of women with um, self-worth and self-love issues like that, and really to empower women to know that they can accomplish whatever they set their minds to. My passion in the coaching industry has been bringing the power of one-on-one coaching to a lower price point and the vehicle by which I do that is called Vicarious Breakthrough which is an online video show where I publish real coaching sessions that I'm able to offer for free in a member supported website so my membership um, supports me offering this free coaching to women who might not otherwise be able to get it and then my members are able to watch that and have their breakthroughs
0: vicariously. Oh, I love it. Well, it's so interesting because I had started a podcast a year and a half ago doing astrology readings where I recorded them and put them in a podcast and people mm-hmm. were having their own breakthroughs just from listening to the readings from the astrology readings I was doing. So I love it. That's amazing. I love mm-hmm. that you're you know, bringing, you know, making it available to everybody. I think, you know, when you're just getting started, you know, funds are limited Mm -hmm. and the coaching industry can be very crazy in that way where things can be very highly priced. And then, you know, I get it. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, It sounds amazing. So uh, you have two websites, emeraldempowerment.com and then vicariousbreakthrough.com or no? Well, you
10: can find Vicarious Breakthrough on Emerald Empowerment, but I do have a podcast called Vicarious Breakthrough where I share a lot of my case studies as well as expert interviews um, because I think it's really helpful for people to get access to that kind of knowledge um, even when they can't afford to hire a one-on-one coach for
0: themselves, so. Perfect, awesome. I hope you guys are writing this stuff down. All right, thanks so much for being here, Michelle. Thank you. Okay, Laura Chung, please.
2: Hi. Hi. Hi, I'm Laura Chung. I'm from New York City
11: and I'm a Reiki practitioner and a Kundalini yoga teacher, but I started, out, I started out in finance and then I shifted my career towards travel blogging. And um, I realized that a lot of my own healing and my spiritual journey needed to be done within. So my purpose and my the problem that I solve is I help New York women tap into their inner power to help them um, start their inner journey and help them shift vibrationally so that they can live the life of their dreams. Amazing. Well, I know that you have a podcast. I do. You? What's yes. your podcast? You were, you were actually a guest on it. Um, my podcast is called chase wild hearts and my business is called Kumi dreams. And then what is your website?
0: Kumi dreams. K- Kumi Kumi Dream.
2: Dreams.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here, Lori. I'm so excited to explore more and explore deeper. <laughs> All right, let me, I need some people, I think I've got, okay, let's see, let's get, who have I not called on yet? I think I just added Natalia, there's my little Natalia girl. Okay, hi Natalia, how are
12: you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. I feel like I'm the only Brit here.
0: <laughs> I know, what time is it there? Because I feel like maybe this wasn't a good time for people in different away lands. It's not lands. too
12: bad, it's 8 25 p.m. Okay. So, okay, okay. Yeah. okay.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, I know so much about you, but not
12: everybody does here. So please take a moment to introduce yourself. Yes. Yeah. So my name is Natalia Comis. I'm an intuitive business mentor, a creative light activator, and a serial social entrepreneur dedicated to helping people uncover the true mission to create a real purpose-driven business and life. I love it. And what is your website? NataliaCommerce.com. You can find me at Instagram at Um and everywhere else exactly the same. Natalia Comics, basically my name.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll, just, we'll dive deeper into more of what you do. Um, I know we do have an interview with Natalia on my Instagram story, uh, no IGTV. So if you do want to learn more about intuitive business coaching with Natalia, there's a, an interview there on our page as well. And then I just added Michelle Rogers. And I'm gonna go ahead and unmute you. Thanks, Natalia. Hey, everyone.
13: Hello, hello. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Um, I'm Michelle Rogers and I help female entrepreneurs, business owners, online coaches, service providers upgrade their health so they can break through ceilings with their business and their life. So I'm a a naturopathic practitioner. I'm also a functional medicine practitioner, Chinese medicine practitioner, and a a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. So
0: I've got a a lot of tools in my toolbox. What was the first one? I, I heard the Chinese medicine. What was the practice? Naturopathic. Naturopathic. Naturopathic medicine. medicine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we got a naturopath in the house. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, I can't wait to dive into that. Okay. Well, thanks so much for being here, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay. And then I have, I saw, I'm sorry, Carrie. How did I like over skip you? How are you hi, doing? <laughs> Hold on a
13: second.
14: Am I there? Oh, hey.
0: Bye. <laughs> I've been so into listening to everybody. I forgot myself here. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Hi. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what problem you solve, your website.
14: I am Carrie Myers-Taylor. I call myself an empowerment astrologer. Um, Mm. and This is because I work with busy modern people, helping them to use their astrological chart to kind of level up their lives. Um, There's a lot of gifts in the chart that help them go through transition periods. Um, And also there's a lot of abundance in the chart. And so we work with all parts of it. I, I basically give them the permission slip to live an unapologetic life and using some earth-based practices and well, as well as some different types of uh, mindset tools.
0: Awesome, what are your three signs?
14: Mo, okay.
0: okay. I am a Leo, uh,
14: a Leo sun, mm-hmm. I'm a Cancer moon, and a Libra rising.
0: Oh, okay. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to dive in. I know we've got a lot of astrology fans here. We do a lot of astrology here at Holistic Fashionista. So definitely excited to dive deeper into that. Thanks so much for being here.
14: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: All right. Is there anybody that I didn't call And I feel like I got everybody. So I think we've done our introductions. Um, this is quite a group. I don't know about you guys, but our it's a lot of energy to take in right now. You know, I think, we, I think let's just take some, you know, deep breaths and, you know, really feel into the power of what's going to take place here because intuitively I just like to kind of, you know, have a discussion and have it go where it's supposed to go. Um, you know, tapping into the divine and feeling the energy of our guests and the people that are joining us on Facebook, people that are here live on zoom. Um, what, you know, I'm, I'm communicating with spirit here. Like what, what does our audience need from us today? Like what tools, you know, do we need to be talking about? What, what part of our spiritual journey do we need to share? So, you know, they feel that they can relate, they can belong that, you know, they're not alone. You know, the spiritual process is, is a pretty lonely one. I don't know if you guys relate to this, but it, you know, it, you know, it is about finding your community, but you know, there's also just a lot of inner work that, inner exploration that needs to happen in order to kind of get to the other side. And um, it takes patience and it takes bravery and it takes vulnerability. And I think we just need to honor that for a moment. What do you guys say? All right. So let's get into this. And if there's anybody that wants to you know, ever chime in. We're going to basically, I'm going to be asking some questions to our panelists, but if any of our panelists want to chime in, if you want to, you know, elaborate on a certain topic, I think that's where we're going to get to the guts of what, you know, what the Empress Festival really is and how it can support our listeners today. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to ask some questions. I'm going to start with Alvia. I want to know what started your spiritual journey? Just go ahead and unmute yourself unmute and i'll go and spotlight
4: you yeah hi so my spiritual journey started uh like i kind of mentioned with uh tarot cards and then i started to explore uh mostly buddhism and, and some other sort of belief systems on the side and the sort of biggest transformations that i ever got from my spiritual journey had to do with witchcraft, I believe. so: How did I you had, get
0: introduced to that?
4: Um, from YouTube actually, so I was just like browsing on different tarot card videos, and then um, then I got to know a few people who practiced witchcraft and magic, and the more I got like uh, familiar with it, the more I just had to try it and Mm -hmm. I had to just learn about it and then it made sense because I've always had this very magical thinking in my brain so I kind of had this idea that you know miracles are very natural and like
5: yeah
4: I was just reading the, the course in miracles this morning so I think that's that's why I said it in those words exactly right now but like um I do think that there's so much magic in this
0: world. I know.
4: We still let's talk about that us. for a
0: second, and feel free. anybody wants to chime in. But you know, I feel like the word witchcraft, probably from the ancients, you know, has this weird taboo, weird energies even today that's still around it. Um, but if you really start to study magic in itself, it literally is like LBSA, say it's everywhere. It's in the symbols. It's in the logos. It's in the the, vi- uh, the vibration from music, it's in, the way- it's in our language. I mean, it's literally everywhere. So k- elaborate a little bit more on your, your take on witchcraft. Like, are you doing like rituals? Are you using candle magic? Are you doing sigil magic? Like what's your um, expertise here?
4: Um, I definitely like to incorporate the different elements. And I'm a very, uh, how would you say it? I'm not Wiccan. I'm more about the pagan aspects. But then again, I kind of made it my own because I do love to incorporate astrology. And um, and then also I'm kind of um, not necessarily that much in tune with Sabbaths, but more about like seasonal energies. Mm. So I hope that makes sense because it it's sounds a bit contradictory, maybe. But um, now I kind of started to Maybe think of the year as in with the astrological, uh, like the seasons, in you know, like when sun transits to different signs. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just what makes more sense to me because they are in the equinoxes. Yep. Those have kind of been the sort of celebrations that actually like vibe with me, like in the beginning also.
0: I mean, I'm just going to clarify just uh, from what I'm hearing from Alvia, just for our listeners today. So she's saying seasonally. So we have these equinoxes, the spring equinox, the winter equinox. So I'm actually born on the, on the winter equinox. So like doing some kind of spell or ceremony around the winter equinox, um, when we're entering this exiting, you know, the sign of Sagittarius into the sign of Capricorn, there's going to be a lot of structure. You know, we're going to be more grounded. We're going to um, start planning, uh, planning for that new year, planning for that next cycle. So, you know, performing these rituals or setting intentions or goals around the seasons, um, astrological seasons. I think that's where you're going with this. Is that right?
4: Yeah. I mean, I like to use the energies in my magic most yes. definitely. and Same. that's. Yeah, and the moon phases, like the moon uh, structures quite a lot of my like goal setting and planning and all that. Um, yeah. And then I think just my witchcraft in general, it has molded into this sort of combining all these different things into one. So
13: awesome.
4: yeah, yeah, I like to call myself a space witch because mm-hmm. of the space. So yeah.
0: Well, I keep seeing all these different names and I don't know all of them, like the green witch and the white witch. And now you're saying the space witch. So there's just all these different things happening. And, you know, I have yeah. this saying, um, you know, for, for the non-believers out there, you know, I always say to them, you know, maybe you just haven't been given the key to open that door yet. And yeah. it's not that there's no such thing or that doesn't work Or how can you believe that or whatever? It's just potentially you haven't opened the door that she's opened or she's opened. And that's kind of the beauty about, you know, spiritual, spirituality and just being humans is that we all come here with different keys that we're meant to open. And that's just what, I don't know, to me, that's what the age of Aquarius is all about. Yeah. Individuality. So thank you for sharing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and switch gears here. I'm going to go to uh, Brooke, how do you find the people who are looking for what you have to offer? I'm gonna go ahead and spotlight you. Hi.
2: Hi. So I'm gonna apologize in advance if my Wi Fi goes out. I live on a boat and the Wi Fi in this marina <laughs> is great. So um, I do love that question. And I have been working on it for the last two years since opening Lotus Yellow Luna. I think the biggest thing for me about how to find the people that I'm looking for is authenticity and really just being proud of what Mm. you're putting out there. I have tried to play the game. I've tried to play the social media game. I've tried to get my audience by doing anything I thought I could, but it wasn't until I really just started um, putting myself out there and not really caring what the people that aren't meant to find me thought about the business. So I really think that authenticity is just how you're going to get the people that are supposed to be attracted to you. Right.
0: So Brooke owns a clothing line, right? So you're obviously on social media, you're selling products through your e-commerce website. And you're, you, you're now, I, I mean, I'm assuming your authenticity is your voice, um, that what you, how you're showing up online. So can we elaborate? Cause I think this is a pretty big topic and I think it's one where, you know, shedding the skin of zero fucks given, I guess, of just yeah. speaking like your truth. And, you know, it's kind of like Alvia, she's talking about witchcraft. Does everybody want to hear about witchcraft? No, but the people that want to hear about witchcraft are going to find her, you know, miss- and here. Yeah. So let's talk about that. I feel like this is a really important um, subject. And I feel like a lot of people might think that they're showing up um, authentically, (laughs) but there's still things that they're like hiding. So how does one, let's start this. How does one start to take away the masks? Like, what was it for you?
2: I think the first step is asking yourself, what you actually want to convey through your business. Is it true to you? Are you saying things that you actually agree with? Are you using um, your platform for good instead of just trying to gain mm. customers? Are you using your platform to say something? Do you have a message? Like what are you trying to put out there instead of just, for me, instead of it's just, oh, look at this pretty little dress. I mean, right. who isn't selling dresses right now? My whole thing is, what am I going to put? What's the message that goes with the clothing that I am selling? So really just asking yourself if you're being true and what you're conveying to your audience.
0: I think that's where, and then Talia, you might want to chime in here. It's like knowing your mission. You know, if you don't know your mission, how are you going to know how to show up? How are you going to know what to talk about? You know, you are just going to be the person putting up a dress being like on sale now. But if you don't have a mission, let's, let's get Natalia up in here. because <laughs> Natalia's whole gig is about,
12: you know, is about the mission. So please. Enlight- yeah. Um, yeah. Um, something that I say a lot is uh, your brand is your mission. Your mission is your brand. So If you don't discover and activate your mission and really understand the the why, the how, the what, like all of those, you know, business things, but truly it's what are you here to do? Why have you been placed on this earth at this moment in time, you know, and, and that's, that's actually something that as humans, we've been searching for forever, right? Like, why are we here? That's where religions come from. That's where which crafts come from like all of these different aspects that we're kind of holding on to it is that why it is the mission inside of us on our soul mission of what are we here to discover more about what are we here to um you know become more enlightened Around. What tip can um, you give our listeners about
0: how do they discover their mission? What's one thing that they could do today, starting today, that would help them uncover oh what gosh. that is? Because the mission is a big deal and I think people skip over it. They are like building their website and they're trying to get followers, but it's like if you don't got the mission, you're gonna be one of those people
12: that just keeps rebranding. Yes. And I think you know, it's it's very much about authenticity for sure. And something that I, I always say to my clients. What are you most passionate about? What has brought you to your knees? What, you know, what do you cry about? Like literally what makes you cry or what makes you stand up and use your voice even though you are like absolutely shit scared about it? What is it that you are willing to put yourself out there for Um, and start from there? Start with what that is and and work backwards. for me, you know, it's like very much um, living our truth and owning that and being allowed to be self-expressed, um, even though other people may not want you to be. That's a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I freaking love animals. So anything to do with animals it will make me cry. <laughs> so that always comes into my life and my mission in some way. Yep. Um, and Gender equality, women's health. I've had, you know, my own journey, there's been a lot of women's th- things to do with women's health. So now I've started a podcast around that because that's something that I'm really passionate about and it's to do with my mission. And I've always worked with women and girls and empowering them in different countries. So those three things are my massive whys that are, that are an embodiment of who I am. And therefore, they are part of my mission. Yeah, um, I think you hit a key note there, the why. You know, if you can
0: answer why you're doing something, I know when I was in natural medicine school 10 years ago, when I learned about GMOs, I mean, this was before there were many people were even holistic health practitioners at that point. um, That made me very angry. And I think anger was a fuel to kind of get my fire started um, of like, I want to bring more awareness to holistic modalities. In fact, we've got a naturopath in the house. (laughs) <laughs> let's get, let's, that was Michelle R. I think that was Michelle Rogers. So let me just go ahead and get Michelle up on in here and let's just hear from you for a moment.
13: <laughs> yeah. What do you want to know? <laughs> like, <this> is, <laughs> We're
0: starting to get into my territory. I'm like a GMO. I know. this is, I'm also very passionate about this. So, you know, we're talking about authenticity. We're talking about mm-hmm. our why. You know, you have all of these certification and all of these different uh, modalities and healing mechanisms. You know, what was your why? How did you know that this was going to take you where, it, where it's leading you now? Yeah. So
13: I actually, um, it's been quite a journey. I'm sure everybody has their own journey, right? But um, I was actually diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is autoimmune hypothyroid and also PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome in my 20s. And so um, there was a lot of disempowerment with that diagnosis, I think, and I think that with diagnoses in general, you know, we can really utilize that information in two ways. We can either go down this rabbit hole where we're like, oh my God, this is my label. This is like my destiny. I'm going to create an identity around it. I'm going to create a community. I'm going to join all the Facebook support groups and like, this is me. And I think that really truncates our ability to heal because wow. we've become that identity. And so, or <laughs> you can take that diagnosis and be like, awesome, that's another piece of information that I can utilize and then take that and say now I can take more empowered aligned action you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so that's really been my wise like why I work with women and I get so many women who see doctors like so many different doctors it could be conventional doctors but also natural practitioners as well where you know they're how do I want to say, like, they're kind of tossed around, they're not given any answers, they're told that their symptoms are normal, or that it's normal aging, or that it's, um, you know, you fall within the normal ranges. And I don't like to settle for that, because we know our bodies. And when we're tapped into our bodies, we know when something's off. And so for someone to tell us that we're normal or that we should just, you know, not worry about it or disregard it or whatever, it's really dismissive and really disempowering. So I love to help women figure out those answers and help them become self-detectives and really learn how to feel their bodies from the inside out.
0: I love it. I know. It's like they've labeled, they put labels, you know, yes. they like I had psoriasis for 23 years. So. I was one in eight people that had right. this kind of thing instead of just right. saying I have inflammation you know, exactly. in my body. So it created exactly. that identity around that. And I didn't want that identity. Mm-hmm. And you know, what I've come to learn just through the whole, this whole spiritual practice, which is really what we're doing here today, is just becoming a vibrational match to mm-hmm. radiant health.
13: Absolutely. A hundred percent. I love that you brought up inflammation because really that's what's going on in our bodies. When, when, whenever we have that like physical imbalance, it's inflammation. And I think that that inflammation causes so much white noise. And for so many people who are on the spiritual path, clearing out that white noise really clarifies the body's ability to send and receive signal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like it expedites that ascension process.
0: I know, and I, I'm I'm glad because I think everybody who somebody said like oh everybody here works with trauma. Somebody mentioned that, and it's true. I feel like trauma and like chronic health issues, and like maybe losing a loved one. Like those are probably three scenarios, big scenarios that lead people to either their demise or to their spiritual empowerment. Um, mm-hmm. I know for me, it was a health crisis that led me on this journey. Um, for other people, it can be a, a, a some kind of trauma. So it's no coincidence that we've got this many trauma healing uh, mm. practitioners here today. So I'd actually love to call upon um, Demla to talk to you a little bit about the subject that we're talking about today. Hi. Hi. Hi, everyone.
5: Awesome. So, yes, definitely. And in my work, what I'm finding is that we, we store that information of what happened to us and how we dealt with it when we were five years old. And then we still have um, remnants of that, that vibration still living itself out in our current lives. And not only that, we have the vibrations of our parents. We grew up being marinated in their vibrational fields and their vibrational strategies. As well as through our DNA, we are carrying currents of uh, strategies from our ancestors way back when. And if if it's in your belief system, I do believe that we have um, information in our DNA from past lives, future lives, and, you know, there's no time
2: in the quantum
5: world. Um, But how how do you begin to heal that is realizing that whatever is happening here in the now isn't just about what's happening now, because it's going to trigger whatever isn't healed in you you were mentioning the trauma or the chronic or acute illness or anything that may have to do with the cycles of our lives um passing through to a new um cycle from college to starting to work or from having a period to menopause so any sort of those cyclical changes awaken in uh those um impulses for us to go back to how we dealt with things so for us we need to be aware of what's playing itself out but also figure out either by ourselves or by with with help uh by reaching out for help what's happening here like am i becoming my mother am i becoming the five-year-old who didn't have her needs met like who is coming up today that i need to take care of
0: Interesting. Well, it's, I, I was doing one of my, I do a, a email, a daily email for some of my clients and uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, that from zero to seven, you know, we are in a theta brainwave state where we are absorbing all of our, all of our environments, belief systems. They're not ours. We're just children and we're accumulating all programming the subconscious. So as we get older and we start to have, you know, d- bad relationships with money or, picking the wrong partners or whatever it ends up being. It's like a lot of those, you know, choices were beliefs that were brought on from ancestors or past lives and they were just downloaded and stored in the subconscious. So I'm very curious, you know, you have here, um, I have a question here for you. Um, You know, what's the best way to start the healing process? Like is it finding a healer or is it doing some inner work? What is your, what is your two cents on that?
5: Depends on where you are. If you, I started with self-healing in my healing journey because that was what was available to me with time and resources. So you start with where you are with what you have, but then uh, there comes a period where you can only go so far with just by yourself. We kind of, and I I need, I say this for us all healers too, we kind of need that mirror, that other person to look at us and to... um, give us the vibrational uh, reflection that we can't always read ourselves. Mm -hmm. I usually give the example of getting your teeth cleaned. You know, you can do the daily flossing um, and daily care, but then there are places that you can't reach by yourself, so you gotta go (laughs) see your hygienist. Good similar, analogy. <laughs> similar to that. There are people, like, like I read people's chakra states and their vibrations. So, and you got to find the people that you trust, right? And for me, the only way to do that by trying them out. Try whatever you're drawn to, whatever sort of shows up in your vibrational field, because the universe will uh, keep sending you um, things that you're curious about or things that you will be drawn to. So grab that thread. Try it out. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You just try something else. But you got to be open to just um, becoming the person who knows that she doesn't have to do it alone. That's the other piece. Even if you can, you don't have to. There are, you know, a variety of price points in, in all sorts of healers available today. So help is out there. And I believe like all of us everyone here has tons and tons of free resources that people can and you do too so uh just start where you are with what you have but then be open to receiving help
0: yes and thank you for plugging that so feel free all my panelists put your free offers in the empress festival facebook group so everybody who is there can Grab those resources. And I want to call on Heather because I know that you do um, ancestral healing and you hold these sacred spaces for women. So I wanted to get your two cents um, about, you know, clear healing the ancestral line. I feel like I keep hearing people talk about that, but what is, please enlighten us on
6: the subject. Sure. And thank you for that question. Um, Well, so I'll start with you know, how I self-identify. So I am multiracial. My mom is from the Philippines. My dad is African-American. So as you can imagine, you know, if you've, you know, haven't been living under a rock your whole life, um, you know, my, my mom, you know, having come, you know, she's, she came to the States in 1967. So she's really the product of colonial education in the Philippines, right? So like, after the Spanish colonized the Philippines, the Americans were actually there for quite a bit. So um, she has, you know, colonial mentality. um, And this goes back generations. So that's a form of internalized oppression. And then on my dad's side, you know, we've got the transatlantic slave trade. We have slavery, we have racism. So what's really come, you know, become very clear to me over this past year is that, This is really my charge on the planet is to dismantle my own internalized depression and heal my ancestral line for my family. And that includes my ancestors who have died on both sides. Um, And then also for future generations. You know, my my sister is white and Filipino. She has a different dad, but she has three older daughters. Her youngest daughter is actually pregnant with her first child. And then my younger brother, who is uh, Black and Filipino like me, has um, two children. He's married to a white woman, so his kids are multiracial as well. Um, You know, and really, honestly, they don't have very much of a connection to their Filipino identity. So really what's come through is that my charge right now is to help everybody remember where we came from. And that means, like, before, you know... The Americans were in the Philippines before the Spanish. Like, what were we doing, you know, for tens of thousands of years in the Philippines living peacefully generally? But, you know, as people who were just super close to the land in right relationship to Mother Earth and in right relationship with the rest of humanity um, and their power and their beauty. So, yeah, that's that's really healing your ancestral line is about healing your lineage and that's not to say that I don't have like ancestors that didn't that you know didn't do messed up stuff, you know, in their lives. I have Celtic ancestry too. So my dad is you know very fair. Um so I know that I yeah, so I'm part white. I have Celtic ancestry, I have British ancestry, I have uh, Irish ancestry. So some messed up things happened, <laughs> you know, along the way. So there's a lot to unpack there, and then also, you know, on my mom's side of the family, because of colonial mentality, and I'm still doing so much. There's so much research involved in this, which is so cool for me because I'm such a nerd and I'm a lifelong learner. So I will never ever be bored.
7: <laughs> um, so there's like
6: there's lifetimes of research and work to do around this, but you know, it's not all pretty. A lot of it is beautiful, um, but it's not all pretty. And I think, you know, what's important for us, especially as, you know, spiritual entrepreneurs or healers or, you know, space holders for women or coaches um, is that, you know, we don't spiritually bypass stuff. You know, it's, it's important to be positive and, you know, focus on the things that you want to, to grow and expand, but also to not just be, I don't want to hear about anything negative, you know does that make sense just yeah right just to have a balance and you were saying earlier you know if we're focusing on the trauma like that's what what's going to expand and what i would say to that is like i think there's a balance between pleasure and purification and i think for whatever purification you feel like doing, you should double up the pleasure. So do like twice as much pleasure as you're doing purification, mm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Okay. It's, well, it's a dance between those things. Mm. Okay. So I think we're going to get into
0: some jade egg because <laughs> basically, if, 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 I did Ancestry.com recently. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, because I didn't know if I was like half Mexican because that's what my mom told me I was. I've never met my father. So I do the Ancestry that I can't. I am mostly like, northeastern european and spanish portuguese french i'm like all these things i'm like a native american i'm like okay so my somebody looked at my chart they're like oh like you're all the like bougie like (laughs) like you know elite like not elitist but like fancy whatever and i was like oh that's funny because my other girlfriend she had like you know african and like like all these like cool like shaman like more and i'm like oh like It is, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with that. I'm just like (laughs) learning about yourself and then learning like, okay, you know, what does my heritage, what am I bringing like that? I'm not even like subconsciously it's brought onto me and then looking at it and then healing that. But you're saying at the same time as you're like, kind of like going down the rabbit hole with that to also balance it out with pleasure. So I want to talk about jade eggs because I don't know that much about it. Um, and it sounds like these two, healing the ancestral line includes dealing with the trauma, but also having some pleasure at the same time.
6: Yes, yes, all that and more. So, so what I would say about the JDAG, for me, it's been the, the most powerful transformational tool in my self-healing toolbox. And I would not be doing the work that I am doing today if it weren't for that practice. So just to give you you know, a, a brief introduction to it, the jade egg is a carved piece of crystal and it is worn inside of your vagina. So it's made from different crystals. I only teach jade egg because that's what I have had an, an embodied experience of. And also I find because it is non-porous and smooth, it doesn't have cracks in it, it's just safe to use and then also, Jade, you know, historically has been like revered in China for thousands and thousands of years for just how well it's able to balance our energies and, and bring our energies into alignment. So it's an ancient Taoist practice that goes back to 100 BC. And it's actually mentioned in the Yellow Emperor's Classic of Medicine, which is a Chinese medical text. So Originally, it was developed um, by priestesses to cultivate spiritual energy. And then it was taught to the royal courtesans in China just to maintain their youth and vitality. So right now, I feel like it's amazing modern medicine for women because it gives women a tangible tool with a practical process to regularly release guilt shame and fear from our energy system, from our nervous system, from our energy body, um, to heal and integrate trauma. And that includes sexual trauma, ancestral trauma, racialized trauma, colonial trauma, I mean, all of it. Um, And then also to experience and express sexuality in a celebratory and life affirming way. So I love that it gives us a tool as women to heal ourselves outside of big pharma. So it's a a tool we can use in sisterhood. I've done JDEG practices with other women and it's such a beautiful experience to be in that group energy. Um, So yeah, it's
0: pretty powerful. The the JDEG goes up into the vagina and I'm assuming that's absorbing energy. Yes. Unhealed energy, but then it's also giving you some kind of like stimulation at the same time.
6: Yeah. So what's, so my initial sort of like gravitational pull to the JDAG was really around stepping into my inner sex goddess. Like it was all about like, how can I really step into my power here? Because I knew intuitively whatever was available there for me was going to actually infuse into everything else I was going to do into my life. It was just kind of like, you need to do this. And so initially, you know, I, it did all that for me. You know, I was able to have different orgasms, right. As opposed to before, you know, I could only orgasm one way, but now it just kind of, after doing a regular egg practice, it kind of blew everything. Just, it, you know, it just blew the field wide open. You know, like since then I've had like a cervical orgasm, um, G-spot orgasms. I've had crygasms I've had energetic kind of bubbly champagne effervescent <laughs> energy orgasm. So sex is way more interesting now because it's like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. I don't really know. Um, so there's that, okay? It helps with wetness. I mean, it, it helps with so many things. So there are physical benefits and then there's psycho-spiritual benefits. So the second time around was actually after I experienced – like extreme, like major depression and anxiety from doing anti-racism work. And I was really desperate for some relief and support because I was having suicidal ideation. Like I did not even want to be on this planet anymore because I was so disgusted with what I was seeing on social media and just like in our general discourse around racism. Like I was just picking up on so much dehumanization, so much cruelty. And I was just like, this is, Horrible. I don't even want to be here. So I was really desperate at that point. And so, you know, I like amped up all of my body work, my acupuncture, you know, and do it. And as I'm like, you know, kind of assessing what healing modalities are available to me, I'm thinking, oh my God, thank God I have resources. Thank God I have a family that supports me and I have a community around me. But what about the women that don't have resources? What can I share? How much is the day? How much is a J-day? I sell them for sixty-five dollars, but okay. I've seen them—I've seen them, you know, for hundred dollars before. But that's, you know, I—I generally the range is probably like sixty to hundred dollars. Yeah.
0: Well, I love this because, well, firstly, sexual energy is so potent. So it's yes. potent for healing. It's potent for—I mean, look at sex cells. It's like a—it's easy to abuse. So we have to just navigate it and use it for you know, what it's really being intended to, which I believe is for divine connection, whether that's divine connection with yourself or divine connection with your partner. So I know I'm going to switch gears here because I know that um, Grace, you know, she had a spiritual, um, you know, awakening through leaving her marriage. So I would just love to, you know, hear from you, Grace, for a minute, you know, and talk about your spiritual awakening because it sounds very similar to mine. (laughs)
2: Oh, good.
3: Well, um, basically I was with my ex-husband for a total of like almost 15 years, married nine years. And I knew throughout that relationship that I wasn't connecting with him in a, in a deep way where I was really being seen and heard. And because of that, I was really, really battling a lot of things in my mind because I was like, you know, he's a good person, but there's something that's just not quite there. And I couldn't articulate it at the time. Um, but I just knew that if I wanted to really explore what I felt was out there in the world, again, I didn't know how to articulate it. I didn't think like, I'm going to go on this great spiritual journey. I just knew that this relationship was coming to an end and with counseling and talking about it. It's just, it wasn't, evolving. And I was questioning life at that point. I was questioning my existence. I was questioning, you know, is life more than just this nine to five thing? And my background is uh, clinical social work. So, you know, I was doing providing therapy for people in locked psychiatric hospitals and not taking my own advice and actually having suicide ideation and actually getting to a point where I was thinking about planning something because I felt like that was the only way out. And mind you, I have currently an eight-year-old daughter, so I had my daughter too. And um, I just felt like just on a random evening, something came to me and said, you know what? You're either going to stay in this relationship and stop complaining, or you're going to do something about it. And I just decided to take that leap and and say, you know what? This this relationship is, is toxic. I'm basically killing myself in that relationship. And I had to push aside all of the things that I think we're taught in this society about, you know, well, he's a good guy, and, you know, are you going to find anybody else? And, you know, I have stretch marks from my daughter. Who's going to want someone with stretch marks? And you think of all these things, you know, I had remodeled my home. I just remodeled my home. I can't leave. I mean, just things that you think really, you'd rather stay in a situation that's not working for your highest good because you remodel the kitchen and you have some stretch marks. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you think about it, in a, now that I think about it, I'm like, this is laughable. But at the time, you know, you will find, your ego will find anything to hold on to because those limiting beliefs are hardcore. They're deep in the psyche. And, you know, going back to what I was doing professionally, I was like, well, I know what the psyche is about and I know psychology and I help other people not realizing that I was living in denial for years. But I decided to take that leap of faith because I knew if I didn't try, if I didn't try to do something that would um, help me to explore and really burst out of the scenes, I was feeling things inside and I knew there was more to who I was. And I finally made that decision to say, you know what, I'm gonna take that, that leap of faith and I'm gonna do it because I love myself. I'm gonna finally do something because I love myself, and I just started that journey of self love, and it's really—I mean—it's brought me here today. So yeah. I'm I'm thankful.
0: What mm. I love about the spiritual journey, which I'm sure everybody doesn't love, <laughs> is that you don't get the next—you don't get to see the next door until you take the first door.
3: I know you that's know I mean? hard.
0: So it's we're programmed like three D program to see the whole funnel. You know, I need to see yeah. the. The opt in, but the whole mm, thing, mm, you know. But mm-hmm. that's not how the spiritual journey works, you know. You open no. one door, and then it's like, oh shit, what's in there? Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's, some, that's some stuff, And then when you're ready for the next door, the next door. So it's all I have, I call it these collection of keys, these right. keys that you're getting that is leading you on your divine path, and it's not right. narrow. It's this, mm-hmm. and this, up and down, all the stuff. So I wanted to call on Adele because I know that she is very equipped with the spirits and the spirit realm, and for me, dreams have been um, a huge part of my spiritual journey connecting with um, deceased loved ones, Um, and I didn't understand those messages till much later, but I I forget who said, like, there's no such thing as time, and I was given that message in one of my dreams, so I would just love for you to share, um, you know, the spiritual aspects of connecting with spirit or loved ones, um, more about the work that you do.
1: Yeah, listening to her story, um, you know, I went through, I was married too for a long time, but mine was more of, he was more of abusive. So I went through a domestic violence um, divorce and it was just horrendous with, you know, the kids and stuff and staying in your spiritualness. And I think the, the biggest thing for me was I, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't go down to their level you know, and do what they were doing. And I had children that I had to sit there and take care of too, at the same time. So when she was talking, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I really understand that. And then I would step out and ask all my loved ones, you know, um, you just, you, you really do have to ask them, you know, is this, you know, the right way for me? And I hit mine, um, going through that, I hit mine in my stand-up year, and that was my 50th year. You know, my 50th year, I sat there and said, I'm not going to take this anymore. You know, um, but it's it's working with my guides. And I do have my angelic wise ones. And we all do. We all have a group or a team that's around us in spirit that we work with. And I always have to put something out and then allow them to give it back to me through other individuals. Also, you know, it's sometimes everybody says, it's really hard to to hear your own message, but it's not as long as you get out of your way. And like you were saying with that ego, that ego always wants to make sure that you're standing back and just staying in that society realm of saying, well, no, because somebody, you know, you've been married before and you better not do this. And, you know, just, just keep on doing it, what you're doing, but how can we do that if we're not answering to our higher self and our, and our guides and, and our loved ones that are around us, you know?
0: What's a tip, so if for those who are listening and even for our panelists, like what's a tool that we could use to help us tune in and hear our voice or connect to our guides?
1: <laughs> Get out of our own way, you know, and I know that sounds really easy, you know, that, that ego loves, the ego is a part of you that's been around for so long, and it loves to sit there and tell you what to do all the time. And, and you're so comfortable with it. You're comfortable with it. And you're like, yep, that's, that's my main person right here beside me. But it really is to get out of your, you know, your own way with it. And when you do see things or like when you hear that voice in your ear, listen to it. You know, So I always tell everybody, um, they say, well, I can't like, hear you know, my guides or my parents. Well, yes, you can. My mother, when she comes back, says Adele Marie. She just yells it at me. So all of a sudden, if I have this um, thought in my head that saying Adele Marie, I know my mother's right there, and I know that she's getting a hold of me for one reason or another because mm-hmm. I've had a physical life with her. So if I've had a physical life with her, I know what she sounds like, what she smells like, what she, what her attitude is like, you know. But those that we've not had a physical lifetime with. Um, we don't know them as well. We don't know them as our best friends, and you know, our parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, or cousins. So it's harder for us to sit there and say, "Yes, that's where this has come from." But we all have that thought in our mind, right? Because it's like a message is a memory.
0: Yeah. You know? so- well, my girlfriend. So she lost her dad many years ago, and and, oh, and she, the way he communicates with her is she'll find two, you know, the two dollar bill. Oh yes. She'll yes. find the two Fine. dollar bills, like who? He, it's like on the ground. Or right. like she'll go to the grocery store and she'll get like change back from a 20 and it's a $2 bill. Like just really, really. So you're getting random.
1: signs and symbols. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the cool part. So I have all kinds of signs and symbols. Um, the other day I set, I found two red, um, feathers, you know, so everybody likes to know that cardinals are always around. There are loved ones and stuff. And, um, so I found these two feathers and one of my, um, guides name is two feathers. So I really love that part and coming from a cardinal, which everybody says is from their loved ones. um, That's not always the case with me. My mother leaves me quarters. So I always know that's from her. And um, I'm not, uh, I'm not more or less into um, always finding those types of signs and symbols for myself because it's just seeing things that open up for me. Like I can look at you and sit there and see a whole huge tornado around you that opens up. And then that displays all kinds of things. But another sign and symbol is the music that's around, you know, when you are driving down the road and you turn oh, the radio. Definitely have
0: that. <laughs> yes.
1: All the time. Right. And it's just like, Oh, we're going to listen to this today. Okay. So where does that then emotionally connect to me? And I keep hearing everybody talking about healing, which is really awesome. You've got a fabulous group here of ladies. Um, And it's the emotional healing. You know, when you hear that song and what emotion it hits within you to sit there and bring about some healing. So, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I want to get into Kelsey and her automatic writing because I feel like you guys all have all of these different modalities and gifts. But I personally want to know about automatic writing. I have definitely seen the show, you know, the medium. And I've yeah. seen that happen. I, I, at first, I think before you even go into that, like, how did you get that gift? Is it something that we can all tap into? Like, give me some, <laughs> give me some information.
8: That's a good question, actually. Well, uh, really quick, I can show you guys what it is. So this is like what it is, what I do during my readings. Um, oh, I don't intentionally draw any of this. This is all guided by spirit. Um, so I was actually, um, so I'm clairvoyant clairaudient, queer claircognizant queer-sentient, queer-cognizant, and I can also see colors, and I can also um, feel people's pain on my body, and I was born with all these gifts. Um, I don't, <laughs> I, they just kind of randomly developed the older I got, um, and so I actually, when I very first started doing readings, which was not too long ago, it was um, back in October, I believe, um, that was just the way that I always connected was through doing these automatic writings. And a lot of times too, what I'll do is I kind of go into like a deep meditative type state um, and I close my eyes and the pen will just move on its own and it'll write out names and I'll write out whatever. Um, and it's, it's really cool though, because a lot of times that's how I'm able to get certain names of deceased loved ones or even people who are still alive and things like that. Um, so it's, it's been very interesting and I think it's really cool because uh, my clients always want to see what their automatic writing looks like after we're done with the session. Um, so it's definitely interesting for sure, but um, I really didn't start, you know, using all my gifts until my spiritual awakening and my spiritual awakening was actually brought on uh, through health issues as well. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like I can kind of relate to every single person in this group a little bit mm-hmm. in um, some aspect. Um, so yeah, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> awesome. So yeah. what pra- do you like? Do you have a regular meditation practice? What are some spiritual practices that you do that always bring you the best results of being able to tap in and receive the messages um, in your work and then just in your life?
8: Um, definitely meditation for sure and yoga. I, it's so funny because I was a dancer for 14 years and I always would like do weightlifting and stuff. But then once I got really, really sick uh, from health issues and was kind of propelled into my spiritual awakening... Um, I totally changed and now I'm very into yoga and meditation, but really meditation. I have to meditate for every single reading that I do. Um, mm-hmm. So that way the message can come through to me much clearer. Um, if I have like an anxious mind or if I haven't meditated that day, the message isn't going to come through as easily or as um, clearly, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. So I always make sure that I meditate for every single reading that I do and yoga for sure. Those have really been, like lifesavers for me. Um, also too, Reiki helps me a lot as well. Um, I have a friend who, um, she does long distance Reiki on me a lot. That, you know, instantly calms me down and, you know, helps so much tremendously. I don't do Reiki before every reading, um, but I would say meditation and yoga for sure. So.
0: Yeah. It's funny because I obviously have so many Reiki practitioners in my corner. So anytime yeah. I have like a shit day or something, I just post on Facebook Reiki people, semi-distance healing. And I honestly always feel instantly better. Like yep. it, I, I, I need to like start donating to you guys because like <laughs> I just feel like you guys are like, okay, done, like did it. Like there's like 30 of you, you know, so I just feel like Reiki has been, I don't do, I don't know how to do Reiki. Um, obviously you guys, many of you guys do, but it seems to be a valuable tool. Um, I wanted to point out a girlfriend of mine. Um, we always swap like you know, tips and tricks and stuff. And there is an app that she introduced me to recently. I thought it'd be helpful for you guys or just our listeners. It's called Insight Timer. Yes. And it, you know that one? Yes. Yeah, and it's, it's really like loud. a little like yeah. sound healing bowl looking here. And um, cool. the thing that I like about it is that it's kind of like if you're brand new to meditating and you're just like, I don't want to sit there, like whatever. They have like guided meditations and you can even like pick like... I want a girl from like London with like a cute accent. Like you can like get that specific. So I just feel like it's a really great resource. Um, The other resource that I wanted to mention, um, it's called Affirmation Reminder. And you can like basically have push notifications to like, so... Throughout the day, it'll just give you like a nice affirmation to remind you instead of just like sitting around and trying to remember to do affirmations. It would just like bing your phone and then throughout the day just as a reminder. So those would be two apps for our listeners today if they want to get into meditation and just start cleansing and healing and getting in that positive vibration. So thank you, Kelsey, for sharing that. Okay, so you know I'm going to want to get into some astrology. So let's get into this, Carrie. What do we... Where do we want to start with this? Where are you feeling we need to go? We've talked about authenticity. We've talked about our why and our mission. We talked about ancestral lineage. we have talked about sexual potent healing. We talked about, sexual... <laughs> I mean, we've gotten so many different things. So where do you want to talk about, with, what topic would be great for you in this scenario with astrology?
14: I want to talk about empowerment. I mean, because that's really what we're trying to get to with all of the work, all of the healing work that we're doing. Um, When I started studying astrology, I was a lot like you, Um, Angel. I was in a place of like, I was a super hard worker. Um, I just wanted to get a nice house, a nice job, a nice relationship. (laughs) Um, And I worked myself to death to do that. I got over 100 pounds overweight. And I um, was starting to have medical issues like so many of of us here. Um, And I didn't really understand that there was anything other than you know, getting the things, getting the material things. I have quite a bit of Taurus in my chart. So <laughs> that's, that's where a lot of that came from. Yep. So it's like, get all the things, right? And then line up the things. Um, and so I got to over a hundred pounds weight, and I thought, well, let me just lose this weight. And then all the, everything will line up for me. Um, and I did, I, I studied holistic health and I changed my diet and I did all the things and I lost the weight. And at that point, I started realizing, wait, I still have very low self-esteem. I still don't feel empowered in my decisions. I still don't have good boundaries in the world. I still have fantastic business ideas, but I'm not implementing them. I'm still not going after the relationships or the the connections with people that I want in my life. And I was really angry, actually, (laughs) because I thought, you know, this world teaches us if we just buy the thing, we just do the thing, you know, we'll get we'll get everything lined up. And there's, this, there's no understanding of that there is also divine timing and that there's also a spiritual world involved um, that you're meant to co-create with, not just kind of willfully go out into the world. Um, and so that's when I started studying astrology. And I actually studied astrology because I went to a therapist because I thought clearly I'm losing my mind. And um, the therapist happened to be an astrologer as well she laid out my chart for me and she said, this is why all of this is happening. This is why you are here. And, um, and I took that and I applied it to my life. And that's when I aligned with the relationships I, I needed. That's when I started aligning with the, able to put my businesses out into the world, um, able to put my projects out there into the world, able to manifest all the things that I wanted to manifest. Um, and then I had that point where I was like, I cannot keep this to myself i need to share it with people what i was realizing was that i personally believe that all of our isms all of our phobias all of our everything comes from deep deep core issues of low self-esteem and low self-worth and oftentimes what we do is we subjugate another in order to fill that hole Um, and sometimes that subjugation happens to ourselves So empowerment astrology to me, which is what I kind of branded my astrology with, was just that when I looked at my chart, I consider it my beautiful blueprint. That's what I say of everyone's chart. It's such a privilege for me to look at your highest self because that's what it is. It's in your inner psyche laid out for you, all your blind spots, but also all of your gifts. And then when I'm able to do this detective work, so I think someone said some self-detective work, used that term earlier. Um, when I'm able to get in there and be a detective and put all, line everything up, I'm able to show people, look, here's who you are, who, here's who's been hiding this whole time. And then we get to the work of, of actually manifesting that person in the real, their real lives, their everyday
0: lives. Right. I know we've gotta become we've gotta become what, what it is that we desire. I'm I'm gonna get into Lindsay here in a second, but like we've really gotta take take note. Like even anybody listening, anybody looking around their house, wherever you're sitting right now, if you're in your car, this is every decision you've ever made or every belief that you think about yourself or how much you value yourself is what's inside of your house right now it's in your car you know it's in your relationships you know and if something is you know not to the highest good of what you want for your life it's just from a series of how you saw yourself so you know you and i think somebody said like self love i think it was Damla like like self love was like the first step like i have to love myself enough for you know, Grace to leave my marriage, for me to leave my marriage. Like I have to, I have to make these, you know, hard decisions so that my mirror, you know, and, and you know, there was this beautiful. Okay, there was this monk that I was watching on YouTube the other day, and he said something so profound. He said, you know, every time that you want something, you have to be a vibrational match. We all know that. We've heard that, right? but the vibrational match means the crumbling of the identity that you currently have that is not the match so every time you want something different you have to crumble of you know part of yourself or all of yourself to continue to elevate to become the match of that thing so we're constantly having these rebirths you know we're these renewed things so it's kind of like you know i i don't know if you guys feel the same way but once you have the spiritual awakening some of the friends were just like you got, you got on the rabbit hole. Like, we don't know you anymore. And it's like, true. Like, well, if you want to remain my friend, you're going to have to get to know the me that is now, you know, like I'm different than when I was a baby. I'm different than when I was a teenager. And like, there's this constant, you know, even when you're an elderly, you have this whole cycle. So, um, I love it. I think empowerment astrology is amazing. I love also looking at people's birth charts. It, it is a privilege. If you guys haven't had your charts read, go to Carrie, find somebody to read it for you. It's totally transformational. And it's great because it's, it's kind of objective, you know, where it's like, there's me over there, you know, and I get to look in like a little window of like, oh, that's what's going on over there. So I feel like Mm -hmm. it's really, um, it's like less personal. Like you wouldn't, it's not somebody going, oh, you have this issue. It's like, oh no, this is how it is in your chart. And these are kind of be some challenges to, you know, to kind of finesse it. So I don't know, for me, it seems very, um, very digestible uh, yeah, modality. It's a
14: witnessing of the self. That's for sure. Yes. Totally. Yeah, palatable. Yeah, totally.
0: Love it. Okay, so I want to talk to Lindsay because I know Lindsay um, does some Law of Attraction. Um, what is your view on Law of Attraction? How do you use it in your work, in your business? Do you use it? Um, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear from you all.
9: Can you all hear me okay? Yes. Okay. Um, well, I was introduced to Law of Attraction Um It was like 2008 or a long time ago and it was the secret and I started listening to all the audio tapes and I was like, wow, what is this amazing stuff? I thought I had found this like ancient secret that (laughs) I never knew about. Um, And I just kind of listened to it for a while and I did some work around money mindset at that time and it helped a lot. Then I went through divorce and kind of lost like sight of everything. Mm. Found it again um, back in 2014 or 15, it was 14, um, trying to buy a house. And I was like, you know what? Um, and the market that I'm in, things were going so fast. I was like, how many, how are we going to get a house? Like everything that we would look at on, let's say, Wednesday would be sold by Friday. It wow. was ridiculous. I was like, okay, that's it. Like I'm just going to make a goal. Like we're going to be in a house by like before the summertime of 2015 it's just going to happen like we're going to find the right place it's not going to be in a cookie cutter neighborhood it's not going to be HOA like all this stuff that I didn't want and I was like I don't know I don't know it's just going to happen and we found it and we were in the house in um was it, it was April of 2015 and it was in this beautiful neighborhood and quiet neighborhood, lots of trees and everything, well-established, everything that I had wanted. And it actually turned out, this happens a lot too, like with the law of attraction, um, I had to laugh because it turned out to be in a neighborhood that I had first visited when I moved to Austin area. And I fell in love with the neighborhood. I was like, oh my God, I love this neighborhood. I love everything about it. I love the houses. I have to live here. It's like this is my neighborhood. It just feels like home. And you forgot about yeah. it. Yeah. No, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I put it in the back of my mind, because I wasn't ready to buy a house at that point when I moved here. I was like, I don't know how this is gonna happen, but one day I'll be here. And then I realized that this was the neighborhood. I was like, oh my God, like this is so funny. So I what I do now because that's happened quite a few times and it makes me laugh to this day because I always I put something out there I'll I'll sit with my you know problem or whatever my decision is like what I'm trying to decide between two things or two paths or you know do this podcast or this speaking event or whatever it is and I sit with it and I meditate and I'm like okay after my meditation I just ask myself what is it that I really want to do and i Put that down on paper, and i don 't like question myself other than what is it that you really want to do, and I just put it all out there, and um, I trust that my intuition is going to lead me in the right direction, which it always does, and then I just know that it 's going to come to me in divine timing. It may not happen exactly the way that i put it down but it's very very close and i always like as i kind of laugh at those things because um the universe knows like once you put it out there they go oh, okay i get you i hear you but you're also saying this which you're not actually saying and i'm going to show you what you need <laughs> so you get what you want that you've you know asked for but you also get what you need and you get it in the right time so i um I do that with my meditations. I after I do it daily, try to do it daily. um, And I just write down exactly in as much detail as I can exactly what I want. Um, Like I said, whether it's a problem or you're trying to decide between two different paths, or you're trying to decide between two different careers or job or what do I do next, my next step. And you just write it down as if it already happened, and in as much detail as possible, leaving a little bit of space for receiving what you want, and receiving what you need, and just surrendering it, and saying, okay, it already happened, like, I've already got this, and I know it's going to come to me when it's supposed to, and just, you just have to remind, I remind myself of it daily, I'll put little sticky notes up everywhere in the house, and it's always um, pertaining to that whatever my topic at hand is like my problem at hand or what I'm deciding on. And um, my sticky notes always remind me of it. And before I know it, it's, you know, two weeks later, two months later. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this, this is a, okay. Time to change my sticky note out because it's, this has happened and it's what I asked for. And um, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Cause I feel like the
0: law of attraction has like, millions and millions of people have heard of it. There's obviously a trillion videos on YouTube. I personally really like Bob Proctor's like take on the whole law of attraction. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like you want to believe, right? You want to trust. I feel like so many people run into this where it's like, I want to trust that 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 next client is on the way, but I'm in a desperate moment. You know, I'm yeah. having this, you know, ancestral belief, right? Is coming in and it's, you know, it's taking over. And, you know, obviously meditation is a great tool to kind of like set this tone again. Um, but I always say, like I had a girlfriend, she's going to school to communicate with animals. And, you know, she, you know, started to doubt that she could actually make money about it. And like, I'm like the perfect person to go to lunch with on this subject because I'm like, oh girl, if you met all my clients they are selling all kinds of weird shit, like, like the weirder <laughs> the better, you know, like you're going to make money at this. You need to like, it's the worry of not getting what you want, which makes you not get what you want. So there's got to be a place like now where it's like another example. Okay. I'll tell you another law of attraction thing. So I am redecorating my entire house. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, you guys are like going to see the whole thing. And I was selling a credenza and a, and a a cool little funky couch. Well, I had like funky stuff. So it's like a very specific person would want to buy that because it's like bright orange and you know, it's just like crazy decor. And so I was like, okay, I'll just put it on an app. You know, hopefully it sells before my new credenza and my new couch arrived. Well, three days before my couch arrived, nobody had even hit me up to like any interest in it. (laughs) And so then I go to my girlfriend's house to like, she made us like vegetarian bowls and we were just hanging out having wine. And I'm I'm like, oh, I'm redecorating my house. She goes, are you selling the orange credenza and the couch? I'm like, yes, I am. She's like, I'll take both. And yeah. it's, I, I didn't worry. Like, I don't have the space to store that thing, but it was like, it, I just start laughing now because even three days before the stuff is about to be shipped, here it is, like somebody buying that stuff. And it's like, the more that you know that it's all going to work out, it's mm-hmm. like, that's the hardest part. I think about law of attraction is that the belief that the ego, you know, gets in there and it's just like, nobody's going to buy this. Like they don't know, they don't want your funky couch. Like, you know, instead, like knowing that one of my girlfriends who appreciates my crazy, you know, design, you know, here, she is wanting it. So anyway, I'm just telling that story for anybody that it feels resonant for Um, it's trusting. Um, I feel like um, I feel like the ego blocks healing. It blocks in you know, a law of attraction, because, you know, if you cannot become in alignment with what you want, you're never going to have what you want. And I think that's more important than being a pessimist.
9: You know, the ego, I was gonna say the ego likes to be right. I mean, it likes to show you like, see, I told you so. It loves to tell you that it loves to show you that. So any chance it can get it will say, so, see, I told you so nobody's gonna buy that couch. <laughs> but yeah, you're not going to
0: get that house. Yeah. It's going to happen. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing Lindsay. I really appreciate that. I'm going to jump over here to Kara. Um, I want to hear about your, uh, your spiritual journey. Um, what's led you to this point? Um,
7: yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, firstly, it's just been so nice listening to all of you talk and I really resonate with a lot of different things being discussed here. Um, For me, growing up, like even as a little kid, I remember asking my mom, like what my purpose was. And I was really, really hung up in, you know, what am I supposed to do here? And I didn't understand that I couldn't have some kind of big purpose, like just going through the motions didn't make sense for me. Um, And then it was when I was 18 years old, uh, my brother passed away and that really set like my whole journey in motion, um, like looking into spirituality, looking for answers and trying to understand what the point of life is and what happens after death and, and everything like that. So for me, that really was like the big catalyst to start, start looking, start learning. And it also really showed me that, um, you know, we're not meant to be here to suffer. And even through something as um, hard as that, like, I didn't want to live the rest of my life, how many years struggling or being really upset or um, in grief. And so it was really about looking for ways to honor myself and my own needs and my happiness and focus on that. So that was like my big...
0: Yeah. Well, I'm very sorry about your brother. I lost my brother too when mm-hmm. I was 23 years old. So I, I'm assuming there's probably many people listening and many people who have lost loved ones that are very interested in the spiritual path. Because when you lose somebody you love, you you want to feel like you can still be connected to them. And I don't believe that there is a death. There's just a mm-hmm. different realm. And um, you know they're communicating with us. And I would assume that Adele and Crystal and the people that have these gifts to be able to connect with these, you know, different realms with these different spirits that want to connect with us um, that that's available to you. And I think it's just, um, I, I think it is a gift to have trauma, to have health issues because it helps you see the world in a new way. And in fact, I don't think I would be where I am today without all of the, loved ones that had deceased without all the chronic health conditions. Like I don't, I think I would have just been like a little fashionista like shopping, you know what I mean? I just think it would have been a very unrewarding and not very fulfilling life. Um, I think it was Carrie that said, um, you know, she has all this Taurus in her chart and she was, you know, going after the more physical things, the physical, you know, things that show us that we are successful, but you talk to somebody that's, been through a spiritual awakening and come out like every single person here on their divine path pursuing their higher calling serving their kismet clients and everybody who looks at those people says i don't know how she's done it i want that for myself and but then they don't they get blocked right they don't believe they can then we go back to self-worth which i believe i don't remember who was talking about that but it's um i think i wrote it down but self, oh, and Michelle, Bonilla, Emerald, um, which I need to get to you next. Um, those are really the, oppor- it's just, I feel like we don't realize the light that we put out sometimes and it's shining on people without, maybe they don't comment, maybe they don't write to a nice email. Some of them do, but I don't know that we realize that we are really holding this light for so many people by just living through. Um, by living our divine path and using pain to be of service. I mean,
7: and um, that's one of the things you mentioned even earlier with labels and how it's so easy to become like stuck in your experience and create a label for it. And I know for like a long time after grief, like I kind of thought that everyone would look at me and see me as like, oh, the girl who lost her brother. Like that was the label I was carrying. And then um, I went through like a few other things. I kind of had like every two years something happened and I was um, sexually assaulted. And then a couple years later, I had this really traumatic car accident and I had created a lot of labels for myself around all of those experiences and definitely without trying to be a victim, I think the ego was kind of pulling me into this is my story. And it's been really profound to be able to get to the other side. And like you said, without those struggles, I wouldn't be able to help people and I wouldn't be able to understand or empathize. So it really is kind of like the blessing in disguise, right?
0: It really is. If you can pull yourself up every morning as hard as it feels to to take the shower and get dressed and do it like you're halfway there you know then you're gonna you know anybody watching this right now it's it's no accident you know it's no accident that you guys are all here right now it's like we're you know creating space holding space for people that need to hear this That you're not broken it's part of the journey if you can, if you can dig deeper and find somebody to support you, be a mirror, get your astrological birth chart read, like find your why, heal your body through natural medicine. Like like you're there, like there, you, there's a, you have 14 practitioners in front of you right now that would love to support you wherever you are in this journey. So mm-hmm. I'm going to jump over to, um, for, to Laura here. Um, and I want to just hear from you, Laura, because I know that, you're very young. You're very ambitious. You live in New York City, which I am coming to New York next month. Oh my god! And, uh, and you know, you have done a lot of incredible things. And I hate to bring age into anything, but like, you know, when I see, um, you know, I see parts of myself in every single one of you. And you know, when you're able to, you know, harness the gifts that, you know, I think you're in your twenties. Are you in your twenties? No. Um, yeah, 37. Oh my gosh. Well, I just get this like, you know, youthful spirit about you. So anyway, I didn't even bring that. Age is so not anything. But um, I just feel like what you've created, you know, in your online presence, in your podcast, like you have a, an inner confidence about you. Um, You know, was it always this way for you? Were you always a confident, ambitious woman?
11: Um, yes. Well, I'm, I'm a New Yorker, like you said. And I think we just kind of vibe on a different energetic level. Um, My entire life I've just been a go-getter and I don't know how to relax. And, but I think that's part of the problem is I've just been going, going, going for so long and there was a lot of numbing happening. Mm -hmm. And I think it wasn't until I was questioning everything that was happening in my life that I finally allowed myself to feel. And it was a really scary thing. Um, I identify so much with what Carrie said about how, you know, I achieved all the things, the societal markers of success, like making six figures and having a beautiful apartment in the city and just living this like luxe lifestyle, but not really feeling fulfilled at all. And then just questioning like, well, why is that? What is
0: that feeling? And then digging deeper. Yeah. I, I'm right there with both of you guys. Like I, you know, was killing it in my business very early on. And it was weird. I mean, maybe it's a Capricorn thing, but I was never satiated. It didn't matter how much money I made or how often I went shopping or how often I traveled or it didn't even matter anymore. It was just like, there's, I'm not in the right relationship. I'm not that healthy. So there was still things like dragging down my energy. So what did you do? Like, what, what was your, the beginning of your path when you recognize like, this is not enough.
11: Well, I think, well, during that same time, I quit my corporate job because my health was declining and I had so much time on my, I was working a hundred hours a week and then um, I worked in finance in New York City and then to not have to work all the time, I was like, oh, (laughs) oh, okay. And then (laughs) I, well, it was really scary and going back with the labels, When people in New York ask you, like, what do you do for a living or where do you live? And to say that I didn't have a job and I wasn't living anywhere was like this huge eye-opener being like, well, who am I? Um, Because that was really scary. I kind of hid behind all of those societal labels, I guess. And so um, at the same time, I realized I had to do a lot of healing from trauma from my childhood. I lived in a very violent household and I had been kind of running away from that and numbing from that. And so that's why I got into like Reiki and energetic work and Kundalini Yoga and just like reading all these spiritual things and realizing that it was, all my, it was all up to me to heal myself and to figure it out. So that's kind of how it all started.
0: Wow, answering the question, who am I? I think a lot of people would like to know the answer to that question. So maybe what we'll do, let me just make sure that I've called on everybody here. Um, because I think what I want to do is I want to do, like a, what do you, like a speed question thing where like I give everybody, you know, a couple people a question and then you just like give these answers so we can get these like little bursts of inspiration and um, give these tools and whatever they may be. And they it might just come intuitively, um, uh, intuitively when I ask. So I'm just going to go have everybody like grab some water, um, which just take like a two minute break. I got to grab my battery charger anyway, but I think it's just good to kind of like, we're going to get like a little like game show hosting, like spiritual game host. Okay. So just two minutes, we'll be right back, you guys. And um, we're going to have some spiritual wisdom. I don't know. We have to come up the cool name for this, but like spiritual jeopardy or some shit. Okay. I'll be right back. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Oops. Bandy. Okay. I hope everybody has been, so all of our listeners that we have on Facebook Live, for the guests that we still have here today uh, on Zoom, I hope that you guys, obviously have stuck around for two hours, so I think you're enjoying the the material here. Um, Do, just as a reminder, um, do join the Facebook group, the Unprocessful Facebook group. Um, Most of the panelists, if you're not already in there, they are in there if you guys want to connect, friend requests check out their Facebook pages, check out their websites, follow them on Instagram, Um, check out their free goodies. So your panelists, feel free to promote, you know, your free offer on your website. Um, Just give those resources to our listeners today. And we are going to go for the next about 12, 13 minutes here. And I'm going to ask some questions and we're going to try to get as much um, spiritual downloads as we can. This is really about activating your third eye. This is about trusting your intuition. This is using the law of attraction and um, really feeling into what we've covered here today. I think we've covered so much information and I'm going to try to go out with a bang. All right. Okay. So let's go ahead. I'm going to just start with grace. What is one piece of advice that you would give our listeners today that would bring them about positive change in their life?
3: Um, I'm a big believer of loving yourself. And I think that is seriously, it may sound cliche, but it is the key because when we can start with that relationship with self and going in and looking into those areas of our life that we never really think about and start really loving ourselves through them, loving ourselves through the mistakes we made, loving ourselves through the decisions that we've made. Mm. Then we can start from there and look at all the relationships that we have in our life. It's all relationship. We have a relationship with our toothbrush. We have a relationship with how much water we drink. We have a relationship with people, with their job. But if we can start from a space of self-love first, then we can take that love and look at all the other areas. And then we can start connecting and start healing and start having more healthy relationships in every area of our life.
0: Thank you for pointing that out. We are having relationships with everything. The toothbrush, mm-hmm. like, like mm-hmm. how many of us like make yeah. our bed before we, you know, before after we get up. You know, there's yeah. for many years I never made my bed. Like I never completed yeah. that task, so mm-hmm. I was still like half fasting something, which was still like showing me a shadow that I hadn't mm-hmm. looked at. So, like, why are you still hurrying? What you know? Don't you want to get into your fresh bed at night, like with the with the pillow, like all plumped up and everything? So yeah, yeah. those little details mean something. So thank you. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to uh, let's go to Alvia. What does fifth dimensional living mean to you?
4: It means this constant awareness and mindfulness and just being aware of how everything is so connected to one another. Um, Like every single thing, like a random stone outside your house or something and like everything, everything becomes in this one and you just affect so much more than you even realize. Mm. I think that's like a good summary.
0: Of, I think it is. Yeah. I think being mindful, <laughs> that you're not you're part of a bigger cell. You yeah. know, it's like you're it's not just you, it's you and everything that's around you yeah. um that's contributing to your experience, you know? Like I've got this beautiful plant here giving me oxygen, you know? I have yeah. this water. So, yeah, I believe that the divine is like the key, the key that unlocks all of the doors. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's go to Kelsey. What's one ritual that you do in your life that always produces a positive result?
8: Oh man, that's a really good question. Um, I guess kind of doing like shadow work and Uh inner child work and things like that. Uh Um, So if I ever feel like I have something going on at the moment that is kind of not in alignment with me or kind of like out of whack. It's like, where did this come from? I kind of dig deep inside and was like, okay, well, let's assess it. Like, let's see, is this something related to my inner child that I haven't healed yet? Is something related to shadow work or trauma? Um, I've been through a lot of trauma myself. I basically feel like I can relate to everybody on here. Um, I'm a domestic uh, violence survivor as well. Um, Things like that. And I've dealt with a myriad of health issues, tons of auto, I was diagnosed with myriad of different autoimmune diseases and things like that as well so really um, I'm always kind of digging deep and looking back at okay well is this some type of trauma that I haven't healed yet is this some type of you know inner child thing that I haven't healed yet Um, something Mm. of that nature because I feel like every single thing that we do say think whatever a lot of it comes from you know childhood And a lot of it comes from, you know, well, have you healed that part yet? And if you haven't, it can manifest into so many different things and without even realizing it. Um, So I think, and really just self-awareness, I think this is kind of all being redirected to that, Um, (laughs) but just being as self-aware as possible um, and just really taking accountability and checking myself like all the time.
0: I love it. So we're going to ask ourselves the bigger, the harder questions. Yeah. You know, what is coming up for me right now that I'm like being impatient? You know, what's going on right now that I'm like being upset for no reason or whatever it ends up being is asking those like harder questions. I love that. Super good. Okay. Let's go to Michelle Rogers. Um, How do you know if you're, how do you know if you're going through a spiritual weakness?
13: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say that, well, for me specifically, I tap into a lot of synchronicities. So Mm. I'll start just like seeing things and tapping into things and being like, oh, there's that thing again. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, So I have recently had my natal chart read, I'm a Capricorn sun, I'm Aries moon and uh, Cancer rising. And um, so I found out that my north node was in the 12th house, (laughs) which is like Mm -hmm. kind of like, what? Um, And so basically I found that out and then someone brought up like inner uh, trauma work, and then brought up somatic dialoguing, and then plant medicine came into my world. And I'm like, oh my God, like, obviously, I need to be diving into this other aspect. So, my personal work and potentially my business will end up morphing
0: into more of that 12th house stuff. So, yeah. So, synchronicity. So, it's, it's synchronicity. like the doors just started swinging open. It's like, yeah. I was shown this, and then I was shown this. So yes. if you're, if you're going if you are seeing the signs and you're following the signs and they're leading you to new opportunities, mm-hmm. potentially that spiritual awakening. I, think I would think that, that. that's a, that's very true. Let me ask that same question to someone else. Let's, um, Adele. How do you know if you're going through a spiritual awakening?
1: I think everything in life is discombobulated.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just like you you keep coming up against the closed doors. Like she said, the synchronicities are all there, but. It's just something that you know that you're being pushed to a higher level. There's just something that's there that you're not quite sure of and you just like know that it's, it's like right there. So um, it's just looking at those things. So I think yeah. that's pretty, like right now, I know we're going through second and third awakenings. So it's just, I don't know, a lot of times discombobulation. And, yeah.
0: Like, yeah, chaos.
1: Yes. You know, yes. A lot of crying. <laughs> it's, right, it's a lot of crying. It's trying to get, your, um, to get rid of everything that's no longer of value in your life, right? And that's people, places, and things. So when we can recognize what's no longer that brings value in our life, that's when um, that opens up more doors to that ascension. Yes, yay.
0: Thank you, beautifully said. Okay, Heather, what's your definition of fifth dimension?
6: Oh my goodness, (laughs) I mean, Being in right relationship with Mother Earth, with all living beings, you know, that's plants, animals, other humans. I mean, even minerals and rocks have consciousness. The land has consciousness. Um, Being in right relationship with your ancestors. Um, Being in right relationship with your own power. Yeah. That's what I would say.
0: I agree. I've been holding this crystal. Have you guys ever seen, I mean, I'm sure... The crystal fiends have, but this is a cherry um, uh, quartz. Cherry quartz? I've never seen a cherry quartz. I went to this gem fair and I've been holding it. And it's funny because I don't feel nervous or anything, but my hands are like really sweaty right now. and I don't know if I'm just like absorbing the like heart chakra that information that's going on right now. So minerals, I totally agree. It's very fifth dimensional. All right, let's go to Natalia. What's one piece of wisdom you want to leave our audience with today that you believe would great, create the greatest impact in their
12: life? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> pressure. Pressure! Um,
2: <laughs> ah,
12: no. Um, oh, wow. So for me, so first of all, oh, my gosh, everybody here is amazing. Um, and I really resonated with everything that everyone said. And I think that a lot of people – are resonating more and more with with this aspect of themselves so for me the biggest thing is just remembering remembering who you are and being present with yourself and within nature and and allowing that space to open up and I think in this day and age we forget that we do need to just stop and listen and be present and allow for things to happen and not push too much. Um, Especially in, you know, we've got technology, we've got work, we've got everybody like rushing around, doing shit, we really just need to sit down and listen to what's going on, listen to what's going on inside. Listen to nature all around us. You know, one of the things that I always get inspiration and guidance from is when I journal, when I am creative, when I just stop overthinking and just get in the moment, Um, and especially if I'm doing that in nature. And I think that was that is just literally my biggest tip. Um, Yeah, nature and just presence and and just really tapping into your own intuition and it doesn't have to be you know like I have um, seen and heard spirit my, my whole life um, I was attuned to Reiki by my amazing mother when I was like 16 so I've been developing loads of practices like my whole life but the one key thing that I will always go back to is just nature and creativity and being present and listening to my body and I think that's what we can all be doing that, you know, there's not one person on this planet who can't do that.
0: See hard questions, simple answer <laughs> results. I love it. Thank you. Okay. So Damla, what, what book, oops, what book have you read that you would recommend to our listeners today to help them on their spiritual path?
5: Okay. Um, it's, I'm going to blank on the name, but it's a book by Thomas Ashley Ferrand. It's all about, uh, spiritual power. I think it's something like true power of spirituality or something. like. I'm going to give you guys the link. Later. Okay, cool. Th- what's his name? Thomas. Thomas Ashley Ferrand. He was someone who could feel and sense energy. And in this book, he relays his experiences, um, in the corporate world, in public sector, in dealing with like spiritual people in ashrams and wherever he went, he was able to sense like electrically how power presented itself. Um, One of the stories in there that touched me deeply was um, he used to live and work in DC, which I did at some point in my life. Um, And he came out of the metro station that I lived in for, I mean, that I used for two years, he came out and he saw this homeless person on the corner and he could sense and see this homeless person just giving these shots of blessings and energy to every person who passed by. And they wouldn't even look at him. But here was this person and he, like, he couldn't tell if this person was doing it consciously or unconsciously. So here was this person who is channeling like divine light and divine source energy and just giving it out to the world. So that to me was like being conscious of how divine can work, even when we don't, we don't realize it. And just um, knowing that there is support that we don't even know about, know about in
0: our lives. Beautiful. All right. She's going to leave that in the Facebook group name of that book. Okay. So let's go to Laura. How are you helping to create a new earth? Wow. (laughs) I told you I'm getting harder. Um, I think
11: it really begins with just the people around me, like my own circle, um, my family, my friends, just, just being me and just, um, emanating this like love and light to them. I think they're starting to change and I'm starting to see that.
0: Wow. Domino effect.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Be the change you wish to be in the new world. Yes, exactly. The new world. Love it. Thank you. Okay. I'm almost got everybody here. Kara, let me go ahead and spotlight you. What's, what's a book that you've read that would, that's helped you on your spiritual path for healing trauma?
7: Um. Okay, I'm going to say two because they're favorites, but um, I really loved Life After Death by Deepak Chopra because it wasn't just about death, but it was also about spirituality and energy, and it really opened my eyes a lot. Um, And then also anything by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, I love him too. And yeah, like I love his stuff. I can listen to him talk on videos for hours and hours. It's just amazing. So... Either of those. Perfect. Thank you. All
0: right. I think I've gotten everybody except for Carrie, right? On Jeopardy? I got all the Jeopardies? Okay, we're gonna go over to Carrie. We're gonna get some astrological insight. What is yeah. something you can share with us that's happening with the planets that our listeners can use that wisdom in their life today?
14: Oh wow. Okay, Uranus and Taurus, the biggest thing that I think is happening on the planet, really, and will be happening for the next six, around six to seven years. Um, The transition of all of our security, all of our stability, all that we've come to know as stability and security, transferring or merging with the planet of uh, Uranus, which is all about awakenings and freedom and liberation. So being liberated from our societal structures um, and being able to really... Uh, Get in tune with our connection to the earth. This is absolutely going not going to be easy. That's for sure. But all of us are, I, I really believe all of the healers, all the healers that are online with us right now, all the ones that are being born into the world and currently working are I, I think they're getting in line. I think they're kind of the cleanup crew, to be honest. Yep. Um, I think that we're all getting in line. There's a reason because we are going to be helping people transition into this new earth and this new way of being that is so much more about, about using technology, uh, the, the technology that we have, the global world that we've created um, 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 to actually connect to our planet instead of, you know, moving more towards oneness rather than otherness. Um, And so that's pretty much the biggest thing. And then, of course, the moon in Scorpio right now, which is all about psychological and sexual healing and how to, um, you know, recognize those, those moments that are coming up are really, if it's being revealed, it's meant to be healed. And so use your time wisely with the moon in Scorpio right now.
0: Oh my gosh. See, this turned out so much better than I thought it was going to turn out. This was amazing, you guys. I want to yeah. personally thank every single person who showed up today um, to the Empress Festival, to all of the um, speakers and panelists that we have today to everybody that's been supporting Holistic Fashionista and where it's been going. Um, we've been in business almost seven years now. And you know, obviously it's taken some twists and turns because I have grown spiritually and I do have my kismet clients to thank for that. Um, their, spiritual, their spirituality and their light has transformed my life. Um, it's helped me create my own new perspective on the world. It's helped me enter the 5D. It's shown me my purpose. And for that, I'm forever grateful. I'm looking at 14 of those kismet clients there today. They are part of the Holistic Fashionista Soul family. They are writing for the magazine. So, so much love and gratitude to you guys. Thank you so much for being here. This has been an absolute joy. Let's all just take a deep breath. Absolutely wonderful. I hope that you guys got as much out of this as I did. I hope you guys become lifelong friends, interview each other for your podcast, continue to create this new earth. And thank you again for being a part of the Empress Festival. Until our next encounter, stay sacred. Bye guys.
2: Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.